Sleep is the starting point for whole body health. You know it, I know it, and Ergo Motion knows it. That's why they created Quest, a new line of affordable, adjustable bases, remote articulation, lightweight, and it fits with existing bed platforms. You got to check it out at ergomotion.com forward slash quest video, ergomotion.com forward slash quest video. I like that. Uh, Kinsley, we got a, we had a really great experience this week and we got to be the keynote speakers for the nationwide primetime event that just took place. And it was a blast. Uh, it was so fun to watch the video run, but maybe the, the best part of it was going into the chat room afterwards where over a hundred people came and made comments about the book. And we had a great discussion, excuse me, made comments about our speech. We had a great discussion about certain things in terms of transactions and transformations. And so it was really great to hear from all the nationwide members, uh, but they're also really fired up too because they had just had some of their deal days where they go in and they get all the discounts um, for attending the show. And I know they had some really great offers this time at primetime. So, uh, and, and, and here's the best part. They didn't have to go anywhere to get them. <laughs> so they, they got all these huge buying discounts and it was right there virtually done for them. So anyway, if you're not a Nationwide member or you don't know anything about that, you need to get connected. So go to nationwide org, nationwidegroup.org for more information. It's Podium, so it's kept us connected. We actually signed up with Podium a year ago because they showed us the, the level of engagement, a graph of the level of engagement with their, the way they do it versus other live chats. And the day we signed up, we saw it the first day. We got three the first day. And it stayed very consistent after that. But when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, suddenly it went from three to like 15 a day. And not only that, we realized in the store, we weren't wanting to pass out cards to people because with the pandemic being so fresh and uh, information not really out there, we didn't, we didn't want to be passing things around. So we just asked people, hey, is it okay if we text you the information? And they're happy to just see it on their phone and be all set with shopping on their phone. But I even noticed too, a lot of times when people were leaving the store, I would send them their quote over text and then send them a link to purchase and say something like, here's a path to purchase. And it was very easy and intuitive for them to go home, think about it, decide, purchase it. And the next day you come in and you're just reserving everything, getting it ready, because in the end, that's what they wanted. They were able to do the research and they could buy it the moment they wanted it. They didn't have to wait for your phone call. Uh, they didn't have to wait for your store to open. That is Andrew Matman Schlesser from Sweet Dreams Mattress and Furniture in North Carolina. He, he said it all. Just go over to podium.com forward slash dose, D-O-S, so podium.com forward slash dose to get 10% off and to get signed up and get connected and be connected. That's what Podium's all about. Podium.com forward slash dose. Dose Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. It's vest season, buddy. How's your? Where's your vest game at? 
Kinsley, I was in the airport and I went through the store. They have one that has that exact vest. And you know what? They took it off the dummy. I see where they, I see where they sent it. Put it on another dummy. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was, I was going to finish that, but you finished it for me. Hey, I, I, have, I have to tell you a little story. Um, so my daughter graduated from high school um, in last year. And so one of her buddies, Kate Carlson, who is such a good kid. Uh, they grew up, my daughter and him and my son and his brother, Boda, we all grew up, they all grew up together on the, one of the same streets in Joplin. Uh, and then, so anyway, he's a good kid and he's now playing college ball in Columbia, Missouri, uh, college baseball, but he really wants to get into the business of baseball, right? So um, he asked me if I could help him or if I knew anyone. Well, I, obviously you and I have been lucky enough to work with Derek Hall from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Derek being the CEO of the Diamondbacks, we've worked with him through the Magowitz Foundation. And you and I have always said he's just an amazing guy and he is. He's so generous with his heart, so generous with his time. And I don't know, I just, I love the guy. So anyway, I'm thinking to myself, do I call Derek? I mean, I know a guy in professional baseball, but do I bother him and do I call him and for something like this? And then I'm thinking, Derek's the kind of guy that you can definitely bring that to, uh, but it's also good for Cade. And so I, I know that I'm going to help this young person, like, you know, maybe realize a dream. So I called Derek um, or I think I texted him. And so I'm saying, Hey, listen, I know this kid, blah, blah, blah. Not only did Derek agree to help him, he got his VP of human resources stirred into our conversation in this email thread and his VP of Human Resources was so nice. He literally had an hour-long conversation with Cade about his life, about his career, about where he wanted to go. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And, and think about the impact that moment had on Cade Carlson, who really wants to bust into it. And I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, you know, we talk about Peter Bolton, and him saying that you have titles, uh, not for your own benefit, but so you can make other people feel important and you can use those titles. To, and that's exactly what Derek Hall did. And I even remember going to see Derek Hall. I was doing some strategy work for him on the Magowitz Foundation and pancreatic cancer with TGen. And so I went into his, this security entrance that, you know, I guess you have to go through if you're going into the offices of baseball. And uh, I was talking to the security guy, and even that guy, Kinsley, tells me this story about Derek, where he had served up some of his family's tamales at like a Arizona Diamondbacks like Christmas party or something. Eric, uh, Derek loved the tamales so well, he ended up putting this guy in business at like section 271. And this guy and his family now have a tamale vendor thing set up. So people watching the Diamondbacks can go buy tamales from this guy. That's just how Derek Hall is. That's how Judd is, his head of business development. That's how the HR, you know, it's not just Derek. It's the culture he creates. And I just had to tell that story. What a guy, huh? What a guy. That is a great a story. Especially in the middle of all the chaos around sports and just in the world in general, taking time to have a conversation with a young guy who's trying to make his way up. Um, what, a, what a meaningful experience I bet that was for Cade too. And you're right. I mean, I remember Peter Bolton said that to us. For those who don't know, Peter Bolton is uh, chief operating officer for Jordan's, one of the most amazing retailers on the planet. And he talk, told us that your title allows you to do more for others. 
and they live it out at Jordan's and you see that culture on the front lines and clearly the Arizona Diamondbacks have a really cool culture as well. And um, what, a, what a great story. Thanks to Derek. It's, it's a great story. And I'm sitting here searching my phone as we're talking about it because I wanted to talk about the, the person that Kay talked about, uh, the HR person inside of the Diamondbacks. I can't find it at the moment, but anyway. Uh, God bless him and Derek for making this kid feel so important. I thought that was super cool. So there you go. Nice. Hey, thanks for that heartwarming story right off the bat, Quinn. I mean, it makes me feel almost as warm as this vest. Kinsley, that's unfair to the arms. We've already had this discussion. A vest is a dumb thing to have. Well, and like I, like I said in the is. song I wrote, which by the way, I think still is our most watched Facebook video of all time. If you go over to facebook.com forward slash Dos Marcos podcast and just look at the videos. I wrote a song called You Never Mess with a Guy in a Vest. And yeah, one, of the, and one of the lines is because he might have ripped the sleeves right off his coat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with a guy like that. I think either wear a jacket or don't. That's what I'm saying to you. Right? Well, hey, man, when you're, up in the, when you're up in New England like you've been visiting mm -hmm. Jordan's and mm -hmm. hanging out up there, you probably should have packed a vest because – it reduces bulk. It keeps your core warm. And most of the time you're just going from car to building or building to car. So you don't need the, the onerous um, appendages hanging off your garments. Sleeves. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. Your core is all warm and fuzzy and your arms are like, hey, man, how about me? Like I'm freezing out here. You know what I'm saying? Like you're did disrespecting you Liam, your own body. No, did you see Liam Neeson in Batman Begins? It was like going yes. back in time when, whenever... Batman was just getting started and he went to like ninja training camp yeah. and something happened. He was going to be out in the cold. He said, don't worry about your arms. Just keep your core warm. If Liam Neeson said it, it's gotta be no, true. Liam Neeson was drunk. I'm, I'm sure of it. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, you know, but anyway, enough of your vest conversation because when well, I was your trip, win. I mean, I was talking about the new Northeast. I wasn't talking about best. You <laughs> yeah. start focusing. That's right, right, right. Uh, my trip was awesome. Jordan's is incredible. I did some stuff on Instagram uh, about the stores. A lot of people haven't been to New England to see Jordan's. And if you haven't, you got to check it out because it's amazing. And you know what is cool about Jordan's? We actually wrote about them in our new book, which is what we're going to talk about today, Kinsley. We have held out. We've had a couple slips, but we're going to talk today about the book we wrote. And we're going to talk about what's in it. And Jordan's is in the book. So I was telling the people as I was you know, visiting stores, I'm like, hey, we wrote a book and you're in it. And they were kind of fired up about that. So I'm excited. But are you ready? Shall we just, are you, are you ready to like finally like show the book cover and reveal the, the name? Yes. And if ready? you follow us on Instagram, I did let the name of the book slip in the stories. So if you're following pretty closely, you, you may have picked up on it. But drum roll, please. Here we go. I'm going to flash it up on the screen. If you're watching on video, it's going to pop up. But the name of the book, I'll do the headline. You do the subheadline, Quinn. All right. The name of the book is Come Back to Bed. Connect with people. Attract more foot traffic. And make people fall in love with your business. I got messed up because I'm looking at our landing page, but yeah, hold on. Attract more foot you, traffic, and, and you still you still botched it. So let's try it again. Okay, Come can we go one bed, more time? Attract more foot traffic. Attract more foot traffic and make people fall in love with your store. Why did you steal my moment? You were supposed to do the title. And okay, let's try it again. Okay, okay, let's go one more so time. So the big reveal: the name of the book is "Come Back to Bed." 
attract more foot traffic and make people fall in love with your store. How's that? And promise folks, this is not a working title. It is locked in. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, we, uh, you know, it, it all goes back Kinsley, I think to what all started this, which was for you and I, um, a passion project. And we were talking COVID stuff was going on. It was at the beginning, things were getting weird. And we came to the conclusion that we're going to have some time on our hands. And so we kind of said, all right, what are we going to do with the time we're going to have? Because this is an opportunity for us to be productive and do something with that. Um, We've talked about writing a book. Um, We weren't 100% sure on what it would be about. We had probably 10 different ideas on that. Um, But so anyway, we had done the nationwide speech, which was so cool. And we had all those people in the event and I don't know what 400 people and the whole thing was about driving foot traffic. And then everyone in the audience gave us a note card. We'd asked them to fill out um, about things they did to drive traffic for. So if you were in that session in Houston, Texas, and you filled out one of those note cards, there is a damn good chance you are also going to be in this book. And it all went back to a conversation with Tom Hickman from Nationwide Marketing Group and asking him, Tom, what is the number one challenge your independent retailers face? And he said, driving foot traffic. And we said, great, we'll give a speech about driving foot traffic and fill their brains with ideas. And then at the end of that, like you said, Quinn, we were able to round up all these ideas that actually worked. And then we were able to share those with people who left their email address with us. We ended up with like, about 80 to 85 different ideas. And then, like you said, whenever you and I started talking, it was like, uh, we have the seeds of a big oak tree that's gonna be all about driving foot traffic. That's the book that needs to be written because that's the book that can help the most people. And I tell you what, whenever the COVID shutdown happened in March, April, do you remember walking into downtown areas and seeing stores shut down, looking like a ghost town. That moment for me was incredibly clarifying because if independent retail doesn't thrive, that's what towns could look like. It gave us a glimpse into an eerie parallel 1985, <laughs> you know, to, to go back to talking Marty McFly, but we don't wanna see that world. We want retailers to not only survive, but thrive And you have to do it through creating meaningful connections with people, being intentional about driving foot traffic and building a brand that people actually prefer, not just tolerate. So even before that, Kinsley, um, we did the speech. COVID hadn't even happened, right? And we had done the speech. And the real problem for retailers, which is still true, on top of the COVID thing that happened, the real problem for retailers was you know, e-commerce is taking some of our business. The big box guys are taking some of our business. Low cost mattresses because of dumping is taking some of our business, right? And so what are we going to do? Then COVID hits and makes everything so much worse. So there's a, a, a couple things. So some people are better off than they were because COVID has driven demand, oddly enough, right? We just got a huge report 33% up GDP in the quarter for the United States. So a great rebound. So things are coming back. So thank God for that. But 
um, it's still something that like you can't rest on that because when it gets through that, then you have to decide how are you going to keep people coming into your store and play the long game because the product price and promotion stuff you and I talk about being the crack cocaine of the industry, that's one way to get them in and it's a short term thing, but there are other ways that will drive people to your store to your point a minute ago, connect them to you on an emotional level because that's how people make decisions and keep them coming back and it's a relationship. And so if you don't have a relationship with the consumer, then what do you have? I mean, it's nothing like you, you, it doesn't work for you the same way. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, a different game. It's what we talked about in our nationwide speech, which revolved around the idea that whenever somebody is transitioning and almost every person that comes into a furniture or mattress store is going through some sort of transition, maybe they are moving to a new house. Maybe they move to a new town. Maybe they're going to school for the first time, like your daughter going to U of A. Maybe they experienced a tragedy in their life and someone passed away or there's a divorce. People are going through transitions and that's an opportunity. That little gap is an opportunity to either transact or transform them. And if you bring them into your fold and they connect with your brand and your business, then the transformation is only going to happen over time as you build that relationship. Well, how do you do that strategically? And how do you do that in a way that magnifies your brand and your culture and deepens your relationship with somebody instead of treat, treating it like advertising where you're getting frequency and reach. Now, this is what this book about. It is not the heroin of the mattress industry. And I, when we got into it, you probably remember this. We're like, let's, let's write this book about driving foot traffic. We have all these ideas. We see thousands of retail doors between the two of us with our mattress brands. So we get perspective that maybe the, the individual retailer in their marketplace doesn't get. But as soon as we got into writing this book, it became apparent very quickly that a lot of people don't really go out there and charge forward to drive foot traffic and try these creative ideas because they don't know who they are. And they're scared about telling their story because they don't have an identity. And so we decided, man, there's a whole piece of the puzzle we have to write about, which is developing a brand and creating a position in your marketplace. It kept happening though, didn't it? Like we started out, we were so good. We were going to write a book about driving traffic, right? So then we started down that path. And then we kind of, what you just said, we go, well, wait, but they, a lot of people don't know who they are. So what is the voice they're going to carry forward to the consumer? Don't, don't, don't go forward in a way that's not authentic to who you are, right? So one of the examples we use is if you're, if, if you're not about riding an elephant around your car dealer's lot, and screaming sale of people, then don't get an elephant. You know, don't get on top of it out. Like some people can pull wacky off. Not everyone can do that. So you have to be careful in how you say it and what you're saying, but in what voice. So how do you know who you are? How do you identify your brand? How do you personify your brand? And if you aren't really clear on it, how do you figure that out? How do you understand from your customer's perspective? How do you understand from your own employee's perspective? Because that's another big one. So if you think you're one thing, your employees think you're another, and your consumers think you're an entirely different thing, you got a problem. And you have to understand, and not just that, but choose it, be intentional. Like, this is who we are, this is what we wanna be, and this is how we're gonna go forward. And when you do that, then the rest of the execution is so much easier, don't you think? Absolutely, and this is not just a book where you're gonna hear, hear about theories and read about concepts. We have real stories from people like George Samaras 
of Portland mattress makers. And I had the privilege of working with George and taking him through this entire process that took him from, I don't know who we are and I don't know how we're going to position ourselves in the marketplace. We don't have a brand to, they implemented everything that we, we kind of recommend in the book from identifying your brand and magnifying that in your promotions instead of interrupting it and positioning yourself in, a mar- in the marketplace in a way where you can be number one at something. And George did that. And whenever we fast forwarded after a record May, we had about six, eight months for this to percolate in his marketplace. May comes up again. We know that's a big buying season. He was up 25% over the previous record May after this effort had been put into the marketplace and he didn't run a single sale. And that's a case study in doing it the right way. But you're going to hear from people like George Samaras. You're going to hear from Peter Bolton at Jordan's. You're going to hear about Mattress Mac and what he does to deepen his connection to his community. And it's almost like a love letter to the mattress industry in a way um, because we got to highlight so many great examples and good actors. And I love that, that we had a chance to usher those to the surface. And we, I thank you. I thank everybody for helping us out because we had a lot of oh, no, no doubt. And the neat thing about the book too, Kinsley, is it's not just for mattress people. It is for anyone in the appliance business. It's for anyone in the home audio and theater business, but it's even better than that. It's for doctors. It's for guys that have oil changed places it's for floors. It's anybody running any, a retail operation because you know something? One of the things we talk about in the book is deciding to do it differently. Like we harp on that a lot. So a lot of guys out there, if you just go down your main street USA and you look at the different florists in your town, how many of them are really different? How many of them are creating kick-ass experiences that you walk away from and go, wow, that was awesome. There's not many. There's not a lot. So it's not just our industry. There's a lot of industries like that. And so it's also helping them understand, are you stuck? And if you're stuck, why are you stuck? Like identify that. And then you have to decide if you're listening to this show right now, or when you read the book, you're going to have to make a decision. And one of the things we talked about in our speech at Nation, and it was making a decision to transform your business. It is not easy to do. It is sticky and it's painful. Because when you have to change what you're doing, it's an evolution into something better and newer and different. And so when you do that, but you do decide to transform your business, the upside is so incredibly massive, but it all starts with you listening to a show like this or reading our book and making a decision that we are done doing what we're doing. We're gonna do it differently. We are gonna watch this business like slingshot past everybody. So Dr. V, you are a user of door counts, but let's talk about how door counts links up foot traffic coming in your store with selling process and follow-up. Well, years ago, I read a book by John Lohan, uh, and I loved the way, and one of his big taglines was, um, you can't improve it unless you can measure it. And that in and of itself is just such a great concept. Now it's obvious, uh, but you need to have the benchmark. So one of the reasons why we chose to go with door counts was to get a really good, accurate measurement of our foot traffic when they come in. Um, and so that was the big thing initially with it. We found it to be a so much greater value than that because our salespeople use it to be able to capture the information 
or, or guests when they come through the doors. We actually get a photograph of them. It comes right up on the door counts. We know exactly which salesperson is going to be assigned to which guest when they come in. You know, one of the biggest complaints you sometimes get is a guest that goes, you know, I came into your store, I walked around for 30 minutes and no one ever approached me. Well, we don't deal with that anymore because with door counts, we're able to capture their picture. It comes right up on the laptop. We know which salesperson has been assigned to who. Uh, therefore, we don't lose them uh, in that sense. We're also able to capture their information. We're also able to email them back if we know we've got a particular promotion coming up. It tracks our close ratio. Once again, if we can track it, we can improve it. So the book is going to come out December 8th. So if you want to get signed up right now to be notified first, go to dosmarcos.co. So D-O-S. M-A-R-C-O-S dot C-O. Why C-O? Because we co-host the Dos Marcos podcast. That's why. That um, is so good. I so love the, that. We leave the good. M off for money. No, I don't know. The money's in your pocket. So Yeah, right. So do sign up because we're going to be doing lots of fun giveaways, freebies, tequila shot glasses that are indestructible, but it's all going to happen through the lens of that list. So go to dosmarcos.co. And that's where the fun is going to begin. And all, all you got to do is put your name and your email in there and you're going to be all set. You know, another thing we talk about in, in the book, Kinsley, that I think is going to be really important for people is retailers out there, they get in a groove, right? So it's Memorial Day, let's say, uh, and it's coming up. And last Memorial Day, what do they do? They pull up all their ads from last year. Uh, they see how they did. They look at the offer that they had. They look at the merchandise that they featured. And what do they do? They go to their marketing companies or go to their, they go direct to the outlets that they advertise with and they say, run it again, or they tweak it and they don't have time to adjust it or they don't have time to do new creative. And you and I are saying to them, guys, there are several levers that you should be pulling, not just the same stuff you've always done. So we expand that. We talk about all the levers, public relations, marketing, word of mouth, reviews, um, your website, social media. We talk about all those things and how you can get all of them working together around the same promotional idea and how you can push that out into the universe. So I think that's a really big part of how this book adds value as well. One of the most valuable pieces of like worksheet takeaway I think you'll get from the book is what we call the galaxy graph. Mm -hmm. So the galaxy graph is really kind of what you talked about in a manageable format that people can use with every idea they have. And we, we are guilty of this in the past and it's why we created our galaxy graph. So in the past we might've said, let's create a print ad or, you know, let's create a video. But really what we were saying was we have this idea and we need to push it out into the rest of the world. And we would forget about, Oh, we should create a press release around this or we should, push this out on social, or this would make a great email drip campaign, or this is something that we should notify our sales staff about so the sales staff can take it to the world. So we finally pressed the pause button and we said, how many channels of distribution do we have? And then what are all the individual items we can create within that channel of distribution? So now you go from creating a video to having dozens and dozens of assets to push out into multiple channels. And so now you maximize that idea, you create surround sound with that idea. And it really didn't take that much more work because if a creative team was making that video or making that print ad, 
they get the efficiency of doing it all at once and maybe doing some resizing and maybe doing some one-offs. Um, and then your campaign really picks up traction. I love the galaxy graph and I hope everybody creates their own version of it and it's in the book. And then the second thing that I think people are going to love. And if you, if you're on our list, you're going to be one of the people who gets a, a special Dos Marcos bookmark. It's a bookmarkos. <laughs> and on the bookmarkos, we have what we call the hatch creative method. So how do you hatch your own ideas? And it's an acronym and it takes you through how to actually have a brainstorm and what not to do during a brainstorm that's probably torpedoing every idea falling out of your faces when you're in that room together. So you got to read the book to understand how to hatch your ideas and what that minefield looks like. But once you flip the switch and you make these small changes, it does produce better results. So, so reviewing what you just said and what I was talking about with levers, it's look at your galaxy graph with the content we're going to give you. Decide what assets need to be created because it's so much more strategic. If you do it all at the same time and you're not, it's an afterthought, you go, oh, we should have done something for social media. Plan it from the beginning. You always say, Kinsley, uh, if it goes wrong, it's usually at the start where it started to go wrong. So it's that then you take those assets and then you, we talk about the levers in the book of ways, the, the different you know, vehicles or channels, you can push that content out. But to get to all of that, you got to start with creative thinking. And I'm going to tell you more now than ever, creative thinking and looking at the problems you're having in a way that's different than you've ever looked at them before. Because guess what? Times are different. And if you're not doing things like we talk about, and the hatch method, then you won't ever get to the really good stuff that we talk about in the book. You have to be creative and think about, like we said earlier, deciding to do it differently and not bringing the same old lame stuff. And I'm going to tell you, in the hatch method, by the way, there is one person you absolutely cannot have in that meeting that you got to read the book to know who it is. You got it. You got to keep them out hey, no matter what. Lock the freaking the door. Lock him out. Kick him out. You can't have him in the meeting. So you cannot have him in the meeting. Well, heck no. Look, this is this is exciting for us because it's it's a lot of people that have really helped us out along the way, and it's it's just you know the combination and the culmination of our time spent in the mattress industry, and that's why I'm so excited. You know what I'm really excited about? I'm excited to see what we missed. Or I'm excited to see what traffic driving ideas retailers and people in this industry come up with as a result of reading the book. And then, man, we'll just keep gathering those up, keep cataloging those and keep sharing them. For sure. And, and we got a lot of contribution. And Kimsey, I think that's a really important part of this book. You and I were both a little paranoid, right? We're not retailers. So here we are talking about how retailers can grow their traffic. So we were sensitive to that. But here's the deal. Whatever we put forward in this book, it's not our opinion. I mean, there's some of that for sure. But we follow everything up with social proof, meaning vivid examples of people getting it right and doing the things that we're talking about every day in the market. So it's best practice, right? It's the top retailers in their business taking our concepts and ideas and actually executing them and getting those great results. So it's not just an opinion, it's an opinion supported by 
real life examples. That's what I, one of my favorite business books ever was Good to Great. And I loved the book because of that reason alone. So just keep that in mind. We also talk, Kinsley, a lot about the future. Um, we kind of conclude the book and we had a futurist on our show and we kind of took some of the concepts that he shared with us and we apply it into our industry. So it's not just about where things are and how we can capitalize, help you capitalize uh, today on that. It's also about where is it going? You know, it's the Gretzky quote of you don't skate to where the puck is. You got to skate to where it's going. The question is, do you know where it's going? And Nobody does, like we don't have the crystal ball, but we're gonna draw some conclusions from current trend and we're gonna project out a little bit where we think it's going. And so you'll be able to check that out and um, decide for yourself how important it is for your business going forward. And I'd say to people who have money falling into their lap at the moment, if that's happening, it's happening across the board. And it's not just falling into your lap, it's falling into the laps of e-commerce companies as well. You know, Mike Magnuson, who's in the book, Mike's with goodbed.com. Mike is a, a great actor in this industry. He's a great friend. And he helped us uh, clarify some of the, the chapter or the piece of the chapter on reviews. And he, he has a stat and, and it's roughly 40% of people were willing to buy a mattress online without trying it. After COVID, that jumped up to 71%. So, if you're getting lots of business at your brick and mortar retail store right now, guess what? The e-commerce companies are, are getting a sizable amount more than they previously generated. So what does that correction look like if it does come back down? Nobody knows. I, I wouldn't want to be the retailer that's sitting there going, well, look at all this business. It's just a waterfall. It's a windfall. It's just happening and happening and happening. And I can't get supply and, but I'm still making more money than I made this time last year that that desert the desert could come and you want to be prepared and you want to use this as an opportunity to deepen your connection to your community now not when you need the business later on you know the um part that you made me think about there kinsley was um money right and so it's playing long game which is essentially what you were saying there so you know, great sales cover up a lot of sins, right? That is eventually going to cycle down. And then you're going to be kind of back where you were like, okay, now what do I do? Be ahead of it. Don't wait. And just know that you're going to have to be in there churning and burning and, and getting people back in. But you can't wait till that time comes. You got to start laying the plan out now. And, you know, just keeping in mind, consumers make decisions based on emotion, not based on logic. And, you know, if you want to save some money, how'd you like to cut your ad budget by 10%? You know what? If you create kick-ass stories for consumers, uh, some of the ones that we talk about on our book, and you make them feel something when you're in their store, when they're in your store, it will help you cut down on your advertising cost because the word of mouth from them to their friends and neighbors, because you blew them away, that's a real thing. And you already know that to be true. If you're in business today, you've seen it happen many times. The real question is, how are you intentional about it? And how do you make that come to life in a much bigger way than it probably is even right now? And if you get into this process, you may stall out and say, I really need to work on certain elements of my business to define culture and to be intentional about creating the, the type of business that can take a message forward to the consumer that the consumers are going to want to talk about when they get home. 
And we talked about this in the past. I mean, look, if, if absent of value, people make a decision on price. So what value are you delivering? What are you building value in? What are you doing that made it worth somebody's time to load up the kids in the car, travel across town and come to your store? And if you can't answer that clearly because you don't know what you believe, you don't know who you are, you don't know what your position is in the marketplace, you don't know how to think creatively around your business, that's where we want the book to come in and help you. And look, like you said, transformations aren't easy. If you go through this process, there will be some suffering. Just like if you're going to lose weight or run faster or sleep better, there's, there's some suffering involved. This is not a cure-all tonic. Um, this is going to take work, uh, but there are people who have done it and we should definitely learn from them and, and use that as inspiration. So I think it's important that we um, share this thought, um, which was the reason we wrote the book was for everyone listening to the show. Uh, you said it was a love letter to the industry. It really is. And we wrote it to serve people and to serve our audience and to share ideas that we have gathered from a lot of other people so that it will help your business grow. And it's not relegated only to retailers. There's ideas in here that will serve suppliers and manufacturers without a doubt. Um, but we did it because we wanted to put stuff out there that was good that could help people. So that was that. The second part was for you and I to just have a good time and kind of check off a bucket list thing. So we appreciate you indulging us, listening to the show, giving us a platform to do what we do, uh, and just know that um, it was done and we had a blast doing it. And uh, I, I just am so grateful for that opportunity. And then the, the last part of that, Kinsley, and you can react to this one as well. We reached out to some of the top people in this industry. And we said, we're writing a book. Would you mind sending us a blurb about the book or about what we do or about our approach to this industry and just be a little promotional blurb for us in the front of the book. Every single person that we asked sent us something and that blew me away. I could not believe how generous people were with that and, um, and, and how ready they were to give us some stuff. And you're showing it right now. Why don't you read those? And we, we've got one from Harry Roberts, co-founder of Mattress Firm. By the way, the book opens up with a story about Harry Roberts and it involves backstage, it involves drinking and it involves and, us dressed up like rappers. I'll, and, and Bigfoot, don't forget I didn't that. give that. I didn't give too much away. Uh, Harry said <laughs> the guiding principles found in Come Back to Bed are invaluable for any retailer or entrepreneur striving to create that noticeable difference in every aspect of their business. And then Jim Mattress Mac McInvale of Gallery Furniture uh, he said, retail is not dead at gallery furniture. We live by the principles Mark and Mark have laid out. This book is a must read for retailers who want to go from surviving to thriving. And we appreciate let's, let's, Gary and Jim both. We do. And I, I want to add one more that we don't have on the screen, but this one is from Tom Hickman, the president of Nationwide. And so those guys have been big supporters of ours from the beginning. But Tom says, when you first hear about it, an all-mattress podcast sounds a little crazy, but Mark Quinn and Mark Hensley have created something with Dos Marcos that's interesting, intriguing, irreverent, insightful, and downright fun. Come Back to Bed builds on that legacy, showcasing the people and principles that make America's independent retailers unique and offering all small business owners, regardless of product category, the tools they need to help differentiate themselves 
from national chains and own their local markets. Could you say it better than that? I mean, these guys are awesome. Well done. You know, the, one of the funniest things about the book to me was the forward by Mike Whitaker. So Mike Whitaker, if you listen to the show, you know, Mike is our buddy. Uh, we love him. And he's just been such a champion for the way we think and the way he thinks and just putting those things together and making them, you know, one plus one plus one equals 300 in this case. And no Mike wrote the forward in the, in the forward of the book. I leave Mike a, a voicemail the other day and I said, I'm just laughing because in the audio version of the book, Mike Whitaker reads the forward that he wrote, which is totally appropriate. And when I heard his big husky voice reading the forward, it cracked me up when he got to the line and he says, so I was approached by our media team by, for an opportunity with, I kid you not, the Galaxy's Greatest Mattress Podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the intention there is like, yeah, you can't make it up. How stupid is a mattress podcast, but these guys have done it, right? Well, look, it's, it's, uh, it's been great, my friend, to, to ride it with you. And I, I told a buddy the other day, he's like, uh, that I, I ride bikes with. He goes, when's the book launch party? And I was like, well, we're getting close. And he said, what was, what was that like to write the book? And I said, well, the greatest joy about writing the book was the fact that I got to do it with Mark Quinn. And just, I mean, if you're writing a book and you need some perspective on it, you call up people and maybe they're nice enough to help out, but it's just not the same if you're doing it alone. And I'm, it's been, it's been a joy. And if, if nothing else, I always say this, when you're having fun, you've won. And I had a blast writing this book with you, man. Oh, you're going to choke me up and you know that. So I, uh, I totally agree. You know, and it came at a time for us during COVID. So it was kind of a weird thing. And it was a, a kind of a lonely time in some ways. But this book gave us purpose throughout that whole thing. And uh, we spent a lot of hours, uh, you and I, talking about this and talking about ideas and concepts that we thought could really help people out there come out of this very difficult place everyone's in and uh, thrive on the other side. So yeah, I agree, man. It was so fun. Um, regardless of what happens with the book, getting to spend the time with you and write it and um, think through a lot of that stuff, it was a huge blessing to me. So I love it. And I just hope that everyone listening, um, I hope you pick it up and I hope that you read it and I hope that you share it because there's, um, there's a lot in there, even if it's, you know, everyone always says it's the cliche, I guess, but if you get one or two things from it, then it's probably worth your time. And I would tell you that there's a hell of a lot more in there, uh, than just the one or two things. So, uh, you know, um, pick it up and, and investigate it and, and start your journey. Um, because as we say in the book, action is the answer. Action is the answer. And I want anybody who would participate to send us dose ideas you get from the Dos Marcos book. Great. Just send us your two favorite ideas. We'd love to hear from you and, and tell us, you know, maybe you came up with two traffic driving ideas for yourself that the book inspired. Um, but when it comes out, you know, we, we definitely want to hear from everybody and we will catalog those ideas. And I like to catalog them up and share them with people. So if you're on that, and I know you do too, if you're on our list, and that's why I say go to dosmarcos.co and sign up because that's not just a place where we're going to say, Hey, here's, here's the book and buy the book. We're going to 
you know, get you into the ecosystem of continued learning and continued transformation. And we're going to share traffic driving ideas uh, from guests we have on the show. We're going to share ideas from futurists like Doug Stevens, who's actually in the book on where retail is going. And so we think this is the starting line. And um, thanks to everybody that that's been a part of it so far. And thanks for, you know, checking out our book and, and you, I think we're, you know, after 185 episodes of the Dos Marcos podcast, it, it was about time. It's about time. I agree. Well, and we're about to be authors. I, I don't think we can say that yet. I think the book has to drop and then we can actually officially say that. So we'll, we'll hold out there. Um, but yeah, man, it's time. It's getting close. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited. You know, the good news for us is we've already sold 500 copies. So we had a couple of companies find out that we were writing the book and uh, they put an order in because they're going to share it inside of their company. And uh, actually there's one company we can't talk about yet, but they're going to use it uh, to send out to their customers and use it as an acquisition tool actually, because they're mentioned in the book and they're going to send it out to all their customers as a gift and, and basically use it as a way to um, start conversations with prospects also. So pretty cool stuff. Very cool. I love it. I love it. Hey, and by the way, the, the title, I don't think we really mentioned much, but Come Back to Bed, when we were thinking about the title of the book, we knew that on the backside of COVID, there was likely going to need to be a comeback. We were going to have to make a comeback as people, as an industry, as retailers, as people in the mattress business. And so we got that together with our, our publishing team and they wanted to make it specific to our industry. And we love that. And Come Back to Bed, the phrase is, come back to bed. Don't have anxiety and be pacing around the house, you know, come back to bed where it's comfortable and things are calm. And so we thought, uh, it, it turned out as I liked the title, you know, so I think, um, but the, the sentiment there being, we do, we do have to make a comeback and this can help you make your comeback and help you lay that foundation for a prosperous future too. See, I, I thought it was kind of sexy, right? So your spouse is in bed and you've been up for a little while and you get the text or she looks at you and says, hey, come back to bed. Like that's good stuff, right? Isn't it that too? Sure, yes, yes and. <laughs> it's gotta be, right? There's something good to that. Um, by the way, I, I feel like I need to say um, it was very disappointing we didn't go with my first choice for naming the book, which was mattresses have been better, but good to us. And I thought that would have been a great front cover. It was, mm -hmm. uh, it was in the top, it was in the top 300 ideas for sure. <laughs> so uh, last comment about this book. Uh, we got to work with a group that published us and they, uh, one, the artist we had has 14 um, New York times bestselling covers that she's designed. So I thought that was really cool that we got to work with people like that to uh, bring this book to market. So it was really fun, a great experience on so many levels. So anyway. You think this is going to be 15? 15 what? New York Times bestselling covers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know because I wasn't even tracking that. Yeah, maybe. You never know. What the hell? How many independent retailers are out there that need help right now? A lot, right? So that's up to us and how well or, or, or how good do we do at marketing this thing, right? Well, thanks to everybody that's been involved and it's been fun, man. I've enjoyed it. Go to dosmarcos.co, get on our list. The book drops December 8th. But between now and then, um, 
we're going to drop something else, which is this song right now. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. Yeah, bounce with it, bounce with it. Oh. Bounce with it, bounce with it. All right. <laughs> what is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, I'm hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool as ice and I'm hot like like a heater bounce by the ounce now, now we, we got, got it by the leader well you take a spring and you wrap it up right you can sleep so smooth or bounce all night yeah. put two together get a whole lot more get the feel of the comfort core you can bounce on it lay back you don't have to practice it's the best thing to happen to your mattress yeah. get together to do it like i did everybody get Somebody to get in your vicinity You probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity Foam alone Out of five, maybe one star Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar Mad back support The best way to shack up or just get rest That won't mess your back up Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist Or a mullet party in the back of the business Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus The ultimate hybrid Nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam, cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We, we got, got the type, type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive. Is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. Oh!